Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Outside the Box Conversations. And I've been thinking about this conversation all day, Denise. And, and, and for those who are watching or listening, I'm with Dr. Denise Sammons out at Sozo Life and, Life and Wellness. Yes. I am so excited just to be here. I'm in your office now. Where are we at, Denise? We are in Elizabethton, Tennessee. Shout out to E-Town. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Go Betsy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm excited to be here. It's actually my first time in Elizabethton. Okay. And I told you that beforehand, I'm new to the whole scene, mm-hmm. and I've been super impressed so far. Good. I, I good. like it, and I love your office, and you're a naturopathic physician. Yes. And and that's really what we're here today for, guys, is we're trying to, to dig in deep to some of this integrative functional medicine, and naturopathic physicians are a big part of that. Why don't you kind of, for the audience... Tell us what a naturopathic physician does. Sure. I'm probably more out of the box than most NDs. Mm-hmm. So um, we are very similar to a functional medicine practice where we're looking at root causes to disease. Um, we want to find out the trigger, you know, why you have what you have, what, what pathogens are you dealing with, what um, environmental toxins, what does your gut health look like, and also what were the emotional triggers that caused you to land uh, with this disease in your body. Um, most of the people that I deal with have chronic illness. They have been sick for years. They've probably been to 10 to 12 doctors in their lifetime, and they haven't um, been healed, and they're still seeking. So that's, that's the typical patient I work with. So going after root causes, mm-hmm. my initial, what, what I've always thought of a, a, a naturopathic physician has been um, alternative and don't use medicine. Is that okay. kind of, is that accurate in terms of how you get to the root cause? Sure. We do a lot of bioenergetic and frequency based modalities here at Sozo. Um, to get to the root cause, we use an energetic assessment tool called Zyto Technology and Zyto Um, literally will read galvanic skin responses. You put your hand on a cradle and it's reading galvanic skin responses, kind of like a lie detector test. Okay. (laughs) And, and some of my patients have actually commented, like, I know, I know this is already going to tell you and I I can't lie. So, you know, they'll start telling me things. Um, so we actually can assess 400 bacteria, hundred viruses, um, parasites, which is something that is often overlooked in traditional medicine. Um, we look at mold, fungi, mycotoxins, heavy metals, chemicals, pesticides, emotions. Those are all some of the things that we are looking at to see what triggered the disease process in the body. And then we typically are going to use natural things. When you think about nature and naturopathy, we're going to use natural things to help promote detoxification and also the eradication of pathogens in the body. And so the body can heal. When you can let go of um, negative emotion as well, uh, that is also very healing for the body. So, well, One thing you said that really just stood out to me, and I'm sure to a lot of our listeners, is your body heals itself. And that's something that, that we've seen so often. Yes. And it sounds like a naturopathic physician, like what they're doing and what you do is try to put your body in situations where it can heal itself. Is that kind of where what you're getting at? Exactly. Yes. We, we you know, always tell the patient, it's you're the one that's going to do the work. I'm just here to kind of guide you and help you. And between you and God, you two do the work. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just the I'm just the tool. I'm just part of the tool in the toolbox. So yes. 
what's been the most surprising thing to you as you've gotten into this? I, I think you've been doing this since 2012. Is yes. that what you said? Uh-huh. Okay, so you've been doing this since 2012. As you've gotten into this field, what's been the most surprising thing in terms of what's really helped patients out the most? Um, it's amazing some energy techniques that we teach our patients and, and, um, um, there, there, there are just so many tools that we have that are out of the, you know, out of the box, as you would say, mm-hmm. um, you want me to get into some of the modalities? Is that well, let's something? Rock. Okay. Let's go with some sure. modalities. Yeah. Okay. So we have, um, PEMF, which is pulsed electromagnetic fields. And that is an amazing device that actually does something called, um, it changes the transmembrane potential of the cell. Now, if you think of a cell in your body, like a bat, battery. And if a battery loses its electrical charge, um, things start, you know, think about a little shop vac uh, or a a little, you know, a little handheld vacuum cleaner and it starts. So when, when the cell loses its electrical charge, that's when you get a sick cell. So this actually will change the transmembrane potential. It works with the sodium potassium pump inside the cell. So when, when we deal with, um, sickness like uh, uh, cancer. This is a huge modality for cancer treatment. It actually adds oxygen or nitric oxide to the body. It's very, very healing for pain. Um, Bones, broken bones, wounds. We've actually closed, I closed a nine-year wound on a quadriplegic using PEMF. Oh, wow. That was pretty amazing. And in the process, because it was a sacral area, in the process of using the PEMF on the spine to treat the wound, the man also regained function of his arms and he was able to shake my hand. Wow. And and was able to stand. I mean, we saw that was probably one of the most amazing turnarounds that we've seen using PEMF. All with PEMF. Yes. And what I'm assuming is, so the cells need to be energized or, mm-hmm. or brought back to life again. Sure. And what PEMF, PEMF does is stimulates that. Yes, yes. And what, what sort of, so you showed me a little bit before, maybe we can get a picture up here on the, uh, sure. in the post-production. Um, what's actually happening? They're, they're laying down. Is well, they're like actually a, sitting. It's okay. very similar. Um, it's actually like a tattoo chair is what I've been told. But so you're sitting on the chair and we have different attachments that we would use. So if someone comes in with a shoulder problem, we have a butterfly clamp that we could put on that or the elbow or the knee. Uh, we also have a large loop that we can just hang around the neck. I use that device to treat my father's Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's and also to treat his heart. Mm. Um, so depending on where the body is injured or where the pain is or what we're dealing with, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, it's FDA approved for that. You can use it for depression. If someone has a headache, we can put it on their head. Um, you know, just so you, you spot treat the area where the injury or the pain or the, you know, disease process is occurring in the body. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Now you, you show me a, a couple more modalities. Yeah. Let's go over a couple more. Sure. Okay. So PEMF, a lot of times we'll start with that because it produces oxygen or nitric oxide in the body. Okay. It actually can also uh, create a detox response. I did, I did want to mention that. So a lot of times we'll move people from PEMF into the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. So high 
hyperbarics, if you think of back to your chemistry days and Boyle's law of a gas under pressure is going to increase. So that is the benefit of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. So we can create oxygen in the body with PEMF and then we enhance it in hyperbarics. Um, that Okay, so, uh, so we we create we create it on the PEMF, mm -hmm. and then going to the hyperbaric chamber mm -hmm. is where we amplify. Exactly. Super yes. cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Both of those things. Um, you know, when I did hyperbaric oxygen training, um, I'm ACAM trained in that, which is. Um, the American uh, College Advancement in Medicine. And that was used uh, originally in the training for autism. That's the doctor that trained us was treating autistic patients in that. It's also phenomenal for stroke. And so is PEMF. So that's one of the great things about stroke recovery to get oxygen flow back into the brain. And um, the hyperbarics is one of the modalities that I use to treat my father's Alzheimer's. Wow, this like I, I've heard so much about the hyperbaric chamber, mm -hmm. and it's on. It's in a lot of offices, and I've just never quite understood how it all yeah. worked. Yeah, and like, how long do those treatments last? Is that so? So typically, a treatment is an hour, a minimum of an hour. Sometimes we go an hour and a half. the The thing about hyperbarics for it to be effective is that you have to have thirty consecutive sessions. Okay, so sometimes okay. with with you know, healing a lot of, you know, I had someone call about wanting to use hyperbarics to heal a wound. And, and this was a quadriplegic and I knew he would not be able to get in and out of the chamber. So when I found out what he was trying to do, I said, well, let's do PEMF because it will accomplish the same thing. And we did, we closed a nine year old wound in a man. Can, can you tell the audience, what, what does that mean? What does it mean when you say close a nine year old wound I, I'm I'm taking it as a wound has been open yes. for nine years. Exactly. And the home health care could not get it resolved. And, um, it, you know, he, he'd lived with this. He was laying on his back. He couldn't move. And so I actually took the machine to his home the first time. I was speaking at a conference up in Mountain City. So I took it to his home and I did the treatment there in his home and I treated his entire spine. And the next day his wife called. She wanted to get him in here because when she went in that morning to fix him breakfast, he literally threw a blanket off and she saw something go flying through the air and he'd never been able to do that. So just it. that one treatment stimulated the nerves and started regeneration. And that's what's so cool about that whole modality. It's a regenerative. Well, it seems like it's, it's almost like turning on a light switch. Yes. And then, so once you're that part of your body's turned back on, it can start to heal itself, mm -hmm. so, so to speak. Exactly. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Now, tell me, we also, uh, I did a little bit of a of an exercise on the lymphatic oh, uh, yeah. machine. Uh, we'll have to get that on camera because that was a really, really interesting thing. I was the way... The vibrotherapy. I was way more tired than I thought I would be. Okay. <laughs> and you're probably somebody that works out too, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that there you go. For people... So, so what's cool about the vibrotherapy is if you don't have a lot of time to exercise, you can jump up. It's a platform that vibrates, but it's also designed to move the lymphatics in the body. So we can adjust the vibration and the, 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 the you know, the, the intensity of the vibration and it will help move lymphatics, but you also feel it. Now, if I stand on that machine 
I feel it in my core, depending on the, you know, how I'm standing. So we can move to make it work different areas of the body. So that machine is designed for 10 minutes is to equal an hour in the gym. Okay. <laughs> so you get sore. It's a workout and you can break it. a sweat. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 can, I, I will attest to that guys. Um, I was on there for what, 20 seconds, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a minute. Yeah. You were on there for about a minute or so. Maybe a yeah. minute. And, and I was, I was actually feeling a little tired. Yeah. And I didn't even crank it all the way up. No. Yeah. I was no, about a third you, of the way. You had to, you have to activate everything. And I think sure. that's kind of the whole purpose of it. But talk to us a little bit about lymphatic because okay. that's a, a buzzword now. Yeah. And, uh, and I think everybody here needs to know about why the lymphatic system needs to be moving. Okay. And maybe why certain areas stop. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. Okay. So we have a therapy here called electrodermal lymphatic therapy. So we're going to use two glass wands that are filled with argon, xenon, and krypton gas. And these are inert gases. And we literally will take the wand, if you can imagine my fingers being the wand, and we're going to start on the body and we're going to work the areas. We, we start at the thoracic ducts. We open those up and we have a, a, um, a system that we work through because we want to move the lymph the way it should flow through the body. It's about an hour and 15 minute treatment, but we're opening up the lymph flow. So if the lymph gets like jelly and gets, you know, sticky, it's not going to move. And when the lymph is not moving, you are not getting nutrition to your cells, nor are you able to carry waste away from the cells. So the body can become very, very toxic. Now that mm. machine will vary in an intensity as well. So I like to energetically test people before I put them back there in that room to do lymphatic therapy. Because if you're not a patient here, and I don't know anything about your toxic load, you could do a lymphatic therapy, and then you can go away. And that evening, you could feel very sick from a Herxheimer response or a de what we call a detox response because it mobilizes so many toxins. So, so we want to be careful with people and and do an assessment to learn where their toxicity levels are. I don't want, you know, I want people coming back. I don't want them to leave here and not ever come back because they got sick after a therapy. So, yeah. So when you're moving all those toxins, that can cause a, a sick response. It can. It's what we call, it. well, it's what we call a Herxheimer response. And typically what happens if someone, if you've heard the term methylation, yep. if people are poor methylators um, and their methylation pathways are blocked or defective, so, or they have liver toxicity or they're not having regular bowel movements you know all of those things create toxicity in the body and if we mobilize more toxins then your body can eliminate then you're going to feel sick you might get a headache you might get dizzy you may feel nauseous um there you know there are a myriad of responses that the body uh can um display when when you're having that um over you know overstimulation of the release of toxins that's really interesting. So I'm kind of noticing a progression here. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned the energetic field, right. kind of understanding what's happening with people uh, emotionally right. and, uh, and other energy type stuff, and then right. moving them to the PEMF, mm -hmm. PEMF, and then to sure. the lymphatic right. system. Yeah. Is that kind of, is that normal? Well, what, what we would normally do with a typical patient that comes in is we're going to first do an energetic assessment. And by that, I mean, um, we're going to, we're going to test pathogens. We're going to test, um, you know, 
uh, like I said, bacteria, viruses, mycotoxins, those chemicals that come off of mold and fungi that make you sick. Those are what create disease like Alzheimer's and cancer. If I wanted to create Alzheimer's in a laboratory rat, I would inject it with mycotoxins. If I wanted to create cancer in a laboratory rat, I would inject it with mycotoxins. We're trying to look at, you know, the disease process and what's creating this. But we will do the energetic assessment because I want to see the toxic load. And then from that, that, that assessment also makes recommendations for therapies for the person. Whether they need, you know, a lymphatic drainage. Do they need hyperbarics? Do they need PEMF? Do they need to do emotional? work? Do they need to do chelation to get metal out of their body? Um, do they need to do a scar treatment? You know, one of the things that's often overlooked in a traditional medicine environment is what blocks energy flow in the body. What blocks energy? And, you know, we think about Chinese medicine and energy flow. Um, and there's so many things that can block these energy pathways. Scars, for example, will collect toxins like pathogens and heavy metals. And if you don't detox those scars and depending on where they're located, that can create a lot of problems in the body. Heavy metal from tattoos, that blocks energy flow in the body. Piercings, metal, you know, in your body, those block energy flows. So there are multiple things. So we want to open up energy flow so that, that healing can take place. Which kind of like what I'm hearing is that that is the thing. Like that's what the goal is. Yes. And the different modalities right. are just different tools to use in order to make that happen. Yes. Or, you know, once it's already been done, amplifying yes. that process, that healing process. To continue the healing process, yes. It's not a one-time, we're going to do PEMF and it's done. And I have had people come in here with pain issues and do one treatment, and one treatment, their pain was eradicated, and it's been pretty amazing. Many times, you know, you will feel some benefit after one treatment, but you usually need to come back and over a period of a couple of weeks, then you'll, you'll start sometimes be totally pain-free and, and you know, you're done. Do people typically go to a naturopathic physician after they, after they've tried everything else? Yes. Is that kind of a, something you're seeing? That's what I see. Uh, like I said, typically people that land in my office have been to 10 to 12 doctors. I mean, I think of one patient in particular that is a Lyme patient that came from North Carolina. He'd heard me speak to a Lyme recovery group over there. And he had been to a very well-known clinic out in Arizona and spent $60,000 out there. He had over $100,000 in Lyme treatment and he still wasn't better. And one of the things that was never addressed with this young man was parasites and it was overlooked even by this top clinic and he was dealing with migraine headaches which is very common and there are you know many things that can cause migraines from hormones to a, you know a magnesium deficiency but he actually had parasites in his brain so we started him on a parasite cleanse and and you know that's a very specific process and maybe we could do a show on parasites sometimes because yeah. that's a whole yeah. other conversation in and of itself but we all we have to find things that will cross the blood-brain barrier and actually get into the brain so we can eradicate these pathogens. And basically, after doing the parasite cleanse, he was free from migraines for the first time in years. 
what is what what is a parasite cleanse? I'm I'm in my head. I'm thinking chelation. You're pulling stuff out. You're pulling metal out with chelation. With chelation, yes. is yeah. there something with parasites where well, you're pulling that yeah, out? Yeah. Well, parasites. You know, parasite is the largest pathogen in the body, and most of the time when people think of parasites, they think of you know a tapeworm or a liver. That's flow. exactly we, what I was thinking. Yeah. We always we always think of worms. <laughs> we think of the scary things, but a parasite can be small, like a giardia, and but that's actually still the largest pathogen in the body. So normally when I'm working with a patient, I will start in the order of the size of the pathogen because that's how I've been trained and I work my way down. Unless that there is a heavy fungal load in the body, um, you know, fung- uh, or mold. Mm-hmm. And, and because of the mycotoxins that are released from that specific pathogen, we will knock that load down because it suppresses the immune system. Those mycotoxins really suppress the immune system. And a lot of people are sick because of that. They have mold and they don't even realize they've been exposed. So that sometimes we have to knock that down. But then typically we will do a parasite cleanse and we will start start with that. And it's a very specific process of so many days on products and then you come off. And again, it's not a one size fits all protocol. Mm -hmm. People will say, I have parasites. What can I take? Well, you may need something different than what I need. And what we do is we tailor it based on energetic testing. What your body tells us you need is what we're going to give you. And we cycle it, we pulse it. And then we also have people do things around a full moon as well because they come out to party at a full moon okay <laughs> you know that's not the first time i've heard that yeah. and it, it sound, it's funny yeah. but there's some truth and i, I have no yeah. idea why so so people listening you know that, that you have chronic illness notice if your illness flares around what we call a full moon cycle and that's two days before the full moon the day of and two days after Notice if your illness, if your symptoms, you know, are your pain symptoms worse? Is your fibromyalgia worse? Is your RA worse in your joints? Do you have migraines? Because if it does, it's a pathogen that is creating that. And that we've seen that time after time again. So a pathogen is creating that. Well, is it being drawn? Creating that symptom. That the, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pain symptoms. A lot of times RA, every RA patient I've ever worked with has Bartonella in their joints. Okay. Yeah. Explain what yeah. Bartonella is because we've mentioned that yeah. in, a, in a couple of different parts. Oh, have you? Okay. Explain yeah. what that is. Okay. So that is a co-infection of Lyme disease and it loves the joints. And, and, and you've got to realize these bacteria want to go places where there is not oxygen. So actually the hyperbarics is another therapy that can be used for Lyme as well. But I mean, we, we have ways that we can open up oxygen flow in the body without putting somebody in the chamber too. But yeah, so, so these, the Bartonella actually loves hyaluronic acid. So it loves going in, you know, degenerative disc disease, getting in your knees. So when we see that cartilage, it will, it will actually start to eat the cartilage to get the hyaluronic acid. So when we're treating Bartonella and I'm giving a, uh, you know, we use herbals, we're not using pharmaceuticals. So we have some really strong herbals, we will actually sometimes pair that up with hyaluronic acid to entice the pathogen to come out. And so it's like a food and then, you know, it's like bait. So that's what what is like... When you say the pathogen to come out, like what does that look like? They're in hiding. They go in these places, you know, scar tissue, for example. But but we want to bring them out into the blood, 
And when we want to be able to effectively... And then, and then in your waist, I'm assuming. Is that kind of how you flush oh, it out? Oh, you mean when how is it going to flush out? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, so okay. so you mean how does it how does it come out of the body? Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're going to... you're Yeah, you, through bowel movements and... But, but the toxicities that they release, you've got to remember, they're only hanging out in your body because you've got a toxic load in your body. So you've got to take away that food source. You've got to get rid of the food source and, and get rid of the toxins so, so they, can't, can they don't have them. a place. Yeah, you're starving them through your diet and, and eliminating sugar and high carbs and things like that. But you're also, you're, you're starving the pathogen, but you're also wanting to eradicate it through an antimicrobial. And that is a whole process. And Lyme is another, you know, it's a multifaceted. And that's what I've spent the last 10 years of my life studying with one of the top Lyme doctors in the world. So, yeah. And, and I'm telling you what, like Lyme is is a whole different ball game. Yeah, it it is. is so deep and it's affecting more people than I think we realize. It is. It is. And, and most people don't realize a lot of what, when, when you go to a, a, a doctor and you have a collection of symptoms, they're going to give you a diagnosis with a disease based on your symptoms. But what we're trying to do is get to the root cause. And, and I, it's, I, you know, I want to hear what, what have you been diagnosed with? But my bigger concern is what is the pathogen? What is the toxin that's hanging out in your body that's created this disease? And even more than that, what's the emotional trauma or traumas that you've been through that actually are causing that to, to be in your body? And, and, and if I could expound a little bit on that. Okay. So, so you get, you know, inflammation occurs in the body typically because there's a pathogen or a toxin or both. So there's some kind of microbe or toxin or both. Um, emotion in Chinese medicine, they had it right 3000 years ago. Okay. They knew that emotions were connected to organ systems. So let me give you an example. The thyroid, for example, is, you know, not speaking your truth. Um, the liver is the organ of anger. The gallbladder is the organ of bitterness, frustration. Um, I often teach my patients a little thing and I'll, I'll use my hand and I'll, I'll try to hold the mic and talk to you. So if you look at your hand and start with this finger right here, spell the word fast, F-A-S-T. Okay. So the pointer finger Okay. F. F. Okay. So F is fear. Fear affects the urinary bladder meridians in the body. A is anger. Anger is liver gallbladder. Those are the meridians that run through this finger. S is sadness. Sadness affects the lungs and the large intestine. T is trying to please. That affects the small intestine and the heart. Your thumb, it won't fit into the word. So it's worry, okay? <laughs> All right, so worry. Way to throw me off there, there you go. Like, no. Worry is stomach and spleen. Think about a baby. What do they suck? They suck their, their thumb. Okay, when we get mad, what what's our anger finger? <laughs> you know, we know that. We know what our anger finger is. But but all of so those thumb, emotions thumb worry? Worry. Yeah, worry, huh. stomach and spleen. And a baby will put their thumb to pacify themselves. Yeah. Okay. So so you know, if I have a child, for example, that comes in with asthma and I'm, I'm asking the parent, what, you know, what did you go through when you were pregnant with your child? Because you're the emotions that the mom carried during pregnancy 
are taken on by the child that's in her womb. And they feel those emotions. And that sets the stage for, for disease in our body, believe it or not. That, I believe that's it. what sets the stage. So like, for example, with asthma, it, this, is, this has been the case hands down in every asthmatic. So, so the lungs are the organs of grief and sadness, okay? So with asthma and, and the lungs, we're seeing it's always a fungal infection in the lungs. But then that emotion of grief, where did that emotion come from? And it's usually grief of fearing someone is leaving or dying. And in many cases of asthmatic children, the father of the child has left the mother, either through divorce or just abandonment, or the mom went through the death of a loved one while they were carrying the child or either thereafter. So, or, you know, that, that, that's, disease does not just happen in the body. There is always, I mean, cancer is the same way. Agreed. Yeah. And I, I, I am totally with you on there. Now, what can we do about that? Because, you know, you mentioned the thing. How with, do we resolve with, emotional with your, conflict? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the million dollar question. But like. Yeah. No, there, there are so many things. That's, yeah. that's part of what we teach people when they come in here. Our, our consults are typically a minimum of an hour, but many times I go an hour and a half to two hours, especially if we're dealing with cancer and chronic, chronic illness. But we teach people how you can, you can help to heal from those emotions, those traumas that you so occurred you as a child. can heal from them. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of the therapies that we offer here also is called Evox, which is, you know, I think I told you a little bit about the Zyto technology where you put your hand on a cradle. We're reading galvanic skin responses in the body to determine what things are creating stress in your body, what pathogens, what microbes, what chemicals, pesticides, what emotions. It even tells us the emotions, believe it or not. So, um, when we're doing that with Evox, what happens with Evox is we put a headset on you and we do a 15 second recording of your voice and we have you speak about a person or a trauma and the, the, the computer program actually records the frequencies that are embedded in the tone. It's not, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm talking high or if I'm talking low or if I'm talking loud. That's not what it's picking up. It's picking up frequencies in your voice. And then it maps it out on the computer screen. And we can see which emotions are, you know, being affected by what you spoke about. And then that program, so the hand cradle not only reads, but it's also an antenna that's outputting. So we can output frequencies back to that person. And the program is designed to make a homeopathic home accord of those frequencies. So we amplify it and give it back to you. And you, you speak again, and we go through a series of rounds and it, 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 you can actually tell when someone has what we call an emotional release after they've been speaking about this event. Interesting. So yeah. through speaking it, mm -hmm. you release it. Now, well, you're, you're, you're actually releasing it because we're giving you homeopathic home accord of frequencies back to your body to help you balance that device. out through the device. Yes. Okay. Yes. Does this happen like at the cellular level, is that kind of what's going well, on? Well, so what happens is when you release an emotion, what, so, so let me back up a little bit. Emotions, think of an emotion like a magnet, okay? And, and we talked about how emotions are in specific organ systems. So if it's your lungs or if it's the pancreas, um, think of the emotion 
settling in that organ system, being like a magnet. So it pulls toxins there. And then the microbes are going to show up where the toxins are. That's what's going to feed them and make them happy and make them want to hang out. It's a magnet for the microtoxins. So so it's, it's a magnet for the, the toxins. And then the microbes show up to feed off of the toxins. So when you release the emotion, then the toxins are going to let go. And then the pathogens are going to let go. And you can, when people don't heal, there is an underlying, either a a conscious or a subconscious emotion that they have not dealt with that's keeping things held in their body. And that's what we see over and over. That's one of the main things we like to focus on here is helping people release those emotions. Well, it seems like that's kind of the... Um, the domino effect of, of all the other healing, right? You know, uh, once you release those, the emotions as a magnet thing, really, like I can see that in my head. Can you get the picture? <laughs> like that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. It's, you know, where you, is it fair to say where you hold emotion or, or what you're emotional about? Cause you know, when I think of emotion, I don't always think of negative. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate or, or well, no, no there, I mean, we have emotions of happiness okay. and joy, but, it. but it's the negative emotions that are creating the disease in the body. Got it. Yeah. That's what, you know, like we said, the liver, the anger, the, the gallbladder, the bitterness, the pancreas, pancreas is the emotion of the perceived loss of the sweetness of life or lack of joy. So that's what affects the pancreas. Um, Hmm. You know, they're there. And, and, you know, and it, and always um, uh, people are always intrigued if I've never met you and you come in and let's say you come in and you like, Denise, I have this pain in my right knee and I I don't, I, you know, I, I didn't have a skiing incident. I didn't have a biking incident. So I've got this pain. Why did it land in your right knee? And I would look at you and I would say, Ben, are you right-handed or left-handed? You're right-handed. Okay. So the right side of your body is the male side of your body. Okay. So that's the dominant side. So the left side of your body would be the female side. So the right side is going to be a male related conflict. And the knee is specifically an authority, a conflict with an authority figure. So I'll ask you, you know, do you have a conflict with your dad? Do you have a conflict? You know, if you were a woman, I would say, do you have a conflict with your husband? Would you, you know, an authority figure, do you have a conflict with your boss? Because I've learned certain areas. I mean, I by far don't have everything. And there's a whole field called recall healing where we deal with that. But that always, people are like, how did you know that? How, you've never met me. How do you know that? Because I've learned where emotion settles in the body. And, and I'm assuming what you're talking about is um, like an RA type pain or, or because... It could be any pain. Okay. It could be, yeah, it could be any pain. Yeah, okay. Not, sure. not necessarily through an injury, sure. which would be... So an injury would be coincidence. Right. I would have to tell you. Right. Well, Denise, I fell. Right. Okay. But like just weird pain like a, a stiffness yeah why did I it land in, why did it why did it why did arthritis land in your elbow and not in your wrist or why did it go to your thumb why it's did it go to your knee why did it go to your ankle and there's an emotion for every part of the body and a, a man named Gilbert Renault who is a, a French Canadian did his lifetime work was on emotional conflict creating disease in the body and i mean he's even broken it down to the vertebrae in the body 
Yeah. That's just so wild. And I, and I know you and I could talk for days about this. And as you're, you know, as we're going over all the different modalities Mm -hmm. that you do as a naturopathic physician, is it kind of fair to say that a naturopath is equivalent to the family physician in traditional medicine? A naturopath is in kind of the functional, um, alternative health space. Is that kind of, because is it accurate in the sense that you treat a little bit of everything? We do. We do address many things and that's what's different. I mean, I'm not focusing just on pediatrics while we see, we see children. I mean, I I had an 18 month old in here last week. I've actually had people bring their pets in here Mm -hmm. for me to do energetic assessments on to see what's going on with their animals. But yeah, we, we, we work with people of all ages and, you know, all different levels of the disease process. It's, it's really fascinating. Yeah. And I just, I love this methodology and I love, I, I've been really fascinated with the idea of, this is not an idea, but life as energy and we are sure. energy. We are energetic beings, definitely. It, it yes. just makes so much sense to me. Yes. And, and it also, even as you were talking, I was feeling a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, there's things that we can tie things back to and then we can uh, address those. Well, you landed on a word and I'm glad you said that word is hope. Mm-hmm. And back when I opened my practice and I was working with a marketing person and she said, I want you to give me one word to describe what you're going to do in this office. And I said, I want, I said, hope, I want to give people hope. And that is the word that most people walk out of here. Many people come in here, they can hardly sit in the chair to do the consult. Right. And they're so sick. And they have been through this process of year after year after year, 10 years with fibromyalgia, you know. And when I start telling them why they got what they have and and we pinpoint the time when it started and I said, okay, you know, it's that tooth implant that's blocking that pathway, that energy pathway, because your teeth are also connected to organs and joints and so many things in the body. And so, you know, we, we pinpoint when the disease started and, you know, and, and we're able to tie all these things together and they have that aha moment. And, and, you know, and I'm able to ask them questions about the emotional traumas and, you know, what, when you were younger, did you go through this or did you go through this? And they're like, Yes, yes. And oh, let me tell you, they have that aha moment. And they're like, I have, I have hope for the first time. Is it kind of therapeutic? Is the aha moment? Have you found that to be therapeutic with people just to like, for instance, the root, the the tooth thing, that'd be kind of like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that could start the healing process. Sure. When it's, it's so interesting. I, I remember one case in particular for a man who's probably in his late mid to late sixties came in and he had psoriasis and he had been dealing with it, you know, since he was a child, little guy. And so I know the trigger for skin disorders, psoriasis. And I mean, I know the emotional trigger. We went through all the pathogens and all the scanning. And then I, you know, and I started talking to him about the emotional trigger for that. And he literally sat there and broke down. And I'm talking about someone who is a strong, you know, you know, a manly kind of man. He broke down and he um, 
told the story of when he was three years old Jeez. and something that happened. He could even remember the color of the couch he was sitting on. So he had that aha moment. But many times when that happens, that's when the healing starts. Mm. When you recognize that point, that emotional trigger, and then we teach people how to do the emotional work. In the emotional work, if you can describe it in a sentence, is there a way of describing the emotional work? Oh, boy, no. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, We, you know, we use Evox. Um, That's one thing. We also teach people how to do tapping. Um, There are some other energy techniques, like, you know, it's hard with holding this mic, but, you know, this is your worry finger. This is your fear finger. If you put these two fingers together... And just, and just hold these two fingers. I teach them a, dr- a breathing technique. You're going to breathe in through your nose. Exhale through your mouth while you're putting your tongue on the roof of your mouth. And then I tell people to go, go to your happy place, whether it's the beach, the mountains, and imagine you're there. Imagine the sounds. What you're hearing, the seagulls, the ocean, imagine the sights, you know, the the kids running down the beach, the dog chasing their kids, you know, the smell, the salt air, the suntan, the cigarette, whatever. But get in that place and where you like to be and do that breathing exercise because we're addressing fear and anxiety that lowers cortisol. A lot of times we have people, you know, who are dealing with a lot of stress in their life, which most of us are, but doing that before you eat a meal will lower your cortisol and it also raises hydrochloric acid. I can look at people when people come in, one of the assessments I do is I look at your nails. Uh, You know, I look at your tongue. I have you stick out your tongue. It's not to look at your tonsils and say, ah, but I'm looking at your tongue to see what I can see because that's part of some, some Chinese medicine. But a lot of people have low hydrochloric acid and the reason they have that is because they have elevated cortisol and cortisol damages what we call the parietal cells of the gut and when those are damaged that's what produces your hydrochloric acid so dropping that stress levels dropping that cortisol will actually help heal the gut it's a simple cheap easy thing you know everybody can do that it was so it's fascinating that you mentioned that because i was the emotional stuff, I, I, I have to believe, has an impact on the gut. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're huge believers in gut health and that sure. everything kind of starts there. That's and, exactly right. And I'm sure that, you know, a lot of the energetic and emotional stuff can go to the like right. gut issues or cause gut issues. Well, yeah. So an example would be um, if there was an incident in a home, let's say there was a child eating a peanut butter sandwich and the parents are in, you know, just a huge raging argument. Um, that can create a food allergy in someone. Okay. So that's, you know, those we've, we've seen that, but we also do something, another energetic technique here that I don't think anybody in the area is doing is called laser energy detox. We've had very good success with food sensitivities, food allergies. We use that. Reversing them? Yes. Yes. And we also use it to, uh, to help, um, mobilize like heavy metal in the body for chelation. You know, typically it takes three to five years to chelate mercury out of the body. Okay. So that's a long time, but with this process, it helps expedite that. But uh, yeah, we've seen great, great success with laser energy detox and, and healing food allergies and food sensitivities. 
Well, Dr. Sam, there are so many different like rabbit holes we can go down. And I feel like I have to ask you on camera, can we get you back on the podcast? I'd love to. I'm so grateful to be here. And I'm just... We have to... There's so many different topics that I want to go a little deeper on. And and, and that's what we'll do. So you'll come back on the show? I would love to. I'd be honored. Thank you. This is super... You're so in the best way outside the box. And we're so honored that you're on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Guys, this has been Dr. Denise Sammons from Sozo Life and Wellness. Yes. Yes. I said that right from Elizabeth. And guys, how can people reach you? Um, You can find us on Facebook, um, Sozo Life and Wellness Store. You can also find our website, which is Sozo, S-O-Z-O, Wellness, T-N for Tennessee.com. And you can also call our office, 423-543-7606. Dr. Sammons, thank you so much. Thank you. Guys, this has been Outside the Box Conversations. I'm your host, Ben Rogers. Thank you guys for joining us. And as always, we will see you guys next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.